on this episode of Free Beer and Real Estate. Improving your credit. Like Tony said, making at least minimum payments. So use your credit cards and and pay them off. You know, uh, even if you pay them off over a month or two, it's not a bad thing to have these things and, and make the payments on them. Definitely avoid the collections, limit your open lines of credit, keep your credit balance low as a ratio, keep your longstanding accounts open and don't close accounts until they're paid off. Though That was our list of good things to do. Hey everyone, it's time again to crack open a cold one and talk real estate with Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, based in Cleveland, Ohio. We are chatting about all things real estate, from agent training, real estate investing, buyer and seller tips, and more. It's free beer and real estate. What is up, everybody? We are going to talk about that mysterious number, the credit score. Have you ever looked at your credit score and it goes up or down and there seems to be no rhyme or reason to it. It is definitely mysterious, but Tony and I are going to unlock some of those secrets today and give you some basics on how credit scores are calculated, what makes them go up and down, and some things that you should know while rates are going up. It could really make a big difference for you and your buyers. So let's get started. I'm Mike Ferrante with Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. And I we run a team here in the northern half of Ohio, uh, closed 555 deals last year and hoping to get up to 700 this year, Tony. That's the number. We're still shooting for it. We're running and gunning. Uh, if you want to reach me, it's Mike at 21mike.com. And please, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and hit us up. I'd like to hear your comments, what you think about this topic today, credit, and also what you'd like to hear Tony and I talk about. We do this show every week, 1130 to about 1150. Uh, we put it on YouTube, Facebook, goes out as a podcast, free beer and real estate. So we'd love to hear your thoughts, topics you'd like to learn more about from the expert Tony Geraci, broker owner, Century 21 Homestar, 30 years plus or minus in the business. Welcome, Tony. Well, thank you. No, I love this topic because uh, right now I'm hearing more and more from agents because uh, the rates and tightening up of uh, loan programs a little bit. Yeah, some buyers just so on the edge, just a little bit of being uh, knowledgeable about their credit could get them that extra point or two to get them approved for a house. So, exactly. So I know you're going to go over that. So I won't jump. Well, no, let's actually, that's exactly where I was going to start. Uh, first of all, your FICO score, just real quick. Uh, it stands for Fair Isaac Corporation. Uh, I don't know if you have anything additional to say about that, Tony, but it's essentially the folks who create these scores and put this you know, whole system out there. Right. No, I, I, I didn't even know that. So, <laughs> so You're welcome. You know, no one's ever asked me, what does FICO stands for? <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is that, uh, you know, there's something called a tri-merge credit report, and that's the three bureaus all put together. And so I wanted to briefly mention that there are three bureaus that report credit. And I had those pulled up, uh, so there's essentially you could have three different credit scores and you know the most lenders are going to take the middle score isn't that right tony correct usually the middle score or an average or or they have to make sure all three scores are over a certain level so so to say right so it all right depends upon the loan program 
So you've got your three bureaus, um, Equifax, you've got uh, Experian, and TransUnion. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind, guys, you are allowed, anytime you get denied credit, you can reach out to them and say, hey, I want a copy of my credit report. And also once a year, you can get a free credit report just so you can go over things. Now, the free credit reports typically don't include scores, but it's really important to monitor your credit report. I think the site, and Tony, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we used to send people to annualcreditreport.com, something like that. I blew up to look up my notes. I, I searched it up on that. Yeah. So just go online, search free credit report. Now keep in mind, some of those websites are going to want to also try to upsell you. You know, they, they're there to make money. But remember, you can usually get a free copy of your credit report. Uh, but there are enhanced features. Now, Tony, I know you and Brenda both have subscriptions to companies that that monitor your privacy and your credit and you know stuff like that. I know LifeLock is one of them. Is 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 that the one that you use? Yeah, no, I, I use LifeLock. Uh, that and I've been for many years. I mean, many years ago, uh, I remember seeing a commercial for that, and it was a guy who who started LifeLock decades ago, and uh, he had a big oh, had a, a truck that he was going through, like I think New York City, with his his uh, his social security number on it, yep. <laughs> saying try to try to try to steal my identity. So I actually is that my life lock. I set my kids up under life lock. So, you know, in hopes that if anything ever happens, you know, someone pulling a credit, your credit when you're not supposed to, or, or starts applying for credit cards or things that under your name, it'll, it'll catch that. So definitely look into that. If you, you know, uh, you know, knock on wood, my identity has never been <laughs> stolen and I, it might be because I have life lock and you know, it just stops it or, or notifies me. And I haven't had that happen happen. So, yep. So real quick, uh, I said, we'd cover some basics kind of big picture here. Mm -hmm. So your credit score, I believe the highest credit score with FICO you can get is an 850. Uh, I've seen people in the 800s for sure. And that's definitely considered excellent down to about 720. Those folks tend to qualify for the best rates. Now, just to give you an example here, Tony, I was doing a little bit of research and it literally from an 800 credit score to a 630 could be an one and a half percent interest rate difference. So same loan size, same everything. But if your credit score is 630 instead of 800, you could be paying a percent and a half more for your mortgage rate, which is huge, especially now with rates, you know, creeping up around seven and in some cases even higher. But, you know, the difference between 7% interest and five and a half is pretty incredible when it comes down to a monthly payment and affording more, more house. Yeah, no, the, the the situation I usually see uh, exactly that, but uh, right now is when people want to buy a house, they want to buy a house now. They hate to say, they hate when their loan officer says, you know, your credit score is at six. I'll just throw it. You, know, you have to be have a six eight six twenty score to get approved, and you're at six eighteen. And that's your middle score. And, uh, and but, okay, well, let's, we'll keep checking it as the next couple months go. But usually they go, I want to buy now. <laughs> you know, I don't want to buy six months from now. I don't want to buy a year from now. So I always tell people, you got to be really conscious of your credit. Because sometimes some buyers just, you know, get in that point of their life. They go, ah, you know, I don't, money's kind of tight. I'm going to miss my car payment this month. Ah, it's just one month late. And then that could have been the couple points that could have got you, your, you know, approved for a house. So I always tell people when they're talking to people, even if they're not looking now, just be very 
conscious of your credit. You don't have to go from 620 to 800, you know, uh, but you got to make sure you have two clean years of paying things on time. So that, very that, good. Yeah, I just jumped ahead a little bit there. Yeah, no, you're uh, teasing people for some of the things we're going to talk about, what improves and what decreases your your credit score for for sure. Uh, but it's kind of interesting these sort of arbitrary cutoff points that they have. You know, so like I've always heard, 640 is kind of a magic number for FHA. Oh, if you can get to a 640 credit score, you can qualify for all kinds of financing, including FHA. So if you got a 639 you don't, you know, you don't get that. So it's really important to kind of talk to your lender and know what these thresholds are. Uh, but meantime, going back to the thresholds, just sort of in general, like we said, 720 to 850 is excellent. 680 to 719 is considered good. Um, and, and that's around 14% of the population. Apparently about 50% of people have excellent credit. Then 620 to 679 is kind of that average range. That's about 11% of people. 580 to 619 is considered poor and under 580 is just considered bad. So, uh, you know, if you know where your credit score is, you can work on it and try to hit those certain thresholds, especially if you're getting ready to make a big purchase. So in the meantime, what I wanted to do here is kind of get into what we used to call, Tony, the anatomy of a credit score. This is right, right from our class. Um, and we talk about the number one thing is payment history. So you mentioned you alluded to missing that car payment. And apparently this is 35% of your credit score. Tony, can you expound on that? Tell, tell us what things constitute payment history. Uh, just usually on time, 30 days late, 60 days late, 90 days late. It'll show right on your credit report. So if you're 30 days late, so I've, I've heard people say, well, you know, it's already late. Let, you know, I'll go two months. You know, no, that affects that. Also, there is that grace period in there. You have to be 30 days late. You know, some people, you know, so uh, I, I know I've talked to clients over the years and they're like, oh, I'm I get hit with a late fee for my payment on my credit card. Uh, why don't I just wait till next month? I'm like, no, you know, that you're still paying on time as long as it's not 30 days late. The, just because you hit a late fee in your payment, you're not hitting that, uh, you know, that's, um, you're not getting that 30 days late. You're getting a late fee. Um, so yeah, just on time, it's usually two years that they they track. I mean, their your score will reflect longer than two years, but definitely those two years, there's, when you pull up a credit report, there's, it'll say over the last two years, what's been late, what hasn't been late on that. And that'll definitely affects your credit score even more. Such great advice, Tony. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, the, the, don't wait for the next statement, even though it's late, still send it in. So you don't hit that 30 day late. And like Tony said, 60, 90 gets progressively worse. So definitely don't wait, try to get the payment in. And, and even if you miss something and get a late fee, just get it paid. Now, the next one, you know, this, oh, oh, go also, ahead. I mean, you might be go over this is, uh, uh, and if you're very late, I mean, always call the credit card company there always will work it out with you. Because if you ever get a credit card, that's plus 90 days late, and then a charge off, which is they just kept on calling you and calling you to try to get payment and uh, they uh, just charged it off, which they mean is that they just stopped calling you because they can't get a hold of you anymore. That really hits a negative effect when you have a, a charge off card. And sometimes, unfortunately, it happens with people. If you don't have like LifeLock or some other thing, sometimes people didn't even realize they had this card out there Then they moved and there was a balance on it and they've been sending statements to the wrong house and there's a card that they never used before. And all of a sudden it doesn't 
doesn't show the amount you know it's like wow they charge me a, like a yearly fee to be, have this card and i didn't even know i had it and then but it, it negatively affected their credit because they didn't even know they had it i don't know if you've yeah. had that experience with any clients with in the past mike uh, you know, certainly I, I, you know, you, you end up getting these various cards and, you know, next thing you know, you forget about some $20 balance and you go to look at it six months later and they've tacked on five late fees and a bunch of interest and penalties and stuff. Yeah. So it, it's easy to lose, lose track of that stuff. This podcast is brought to you by Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, real estate agents serving all of Ohio, whether you're looking to buy, sell, or you're an agent looking to partner with the number two team for Century 21 in the entire U.S., contact Mike via email at mike at 21mike.com. The, the next one, and this is about 30% of your score, this is the amount owed. So it's that whole balance to credit limit ratio. So um, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, Tony, but if I have a whole bunch of credit available and I only use a little bit of it, uh, that's actually better, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, another thing is, is just uh, available credit. I'm sure that's what you're going to do next. <laughs> yeah. Well, so this is that section. So go ahead and talk about that. It's the, it's the, um, our notes from our class say the ratio should be under 30%. So if you've got a thousand dollars worth of credit, you should try to keep your usage of it at $300 or less. And of course, you know, if it's 10,000, hundred thousand, whatever, but actually having more credit available is a good thing. I know some people say, oh, I don't want to get more credit because that's going to hurt me. Actually, if you have credit and you use less than 30%, that's good. Oh, definitely. And also just and just using it helps. So sometimes people, I got like five credit cards, but I never use them. Uh, well, you know, that doesn't help or really hurt that much. Uh, uh, it just really, it, it, when they see you making payments, that, that helps your score. Exactly. Uh, next one, and you alluded to this uh, a little bit, but length of credit history. So, you know, for example, when I was much younger, I got a Discover card. Now that's not the best card for me anymore, but I keep that card because I've had it for so long that it shows a very long positive credit history. So that is really important, right, Tony, how long you've had trade lines. Right. And don't, don't close any. Right. That, that has a negative effect. Why? Right. I, I don't really know. <laughs> but it's that, it's no. that magic, the mystery. The mystery, like, well, I just closed the credit card. Why do I? Yeah. So it's uh, the longer the card history, the better. Yeah. And they say credit, your length of credit history is about 15% of your score. They say that new credit is about 10%. So if you're constantly opening new trade lines, as they call them, you know, a Kohl's card, a Target card, a Home Depot card, a, a car loan, con opening new credit lines can, can, can hurt your credit score. And we'll get into those things in a second, the things that help and hurt, but new credit is about 10% of your score and types of credit is the last 10%. Uh, Tony, can you, I, I know I said a bunch of different types, but did I miss anything as it pertains to types of credit? No, just other than uh, what we say, uh, revolving credit. And I mean, did you, you about to go over that? I, you know what? I wasn't going to, but why don't you go ahead and talk about that? So the difference between re revolving and other types of credit. 
So basically, it's just like a, a mortgage payment or a car payment that's consistent. That's a certain type of payment. And then there's your credit cards that are different types of payments. So the, there's fixed loans, which is like revolving credit. And I'm, I'm just, it's just out of my mind right now with the, <laughs> what you call the, you're just like your credit card credit. So the the revolving credit uh, that your car loans, your your mortgages have a higher ratio or higher uh, effect on your credit. So I tell people like, example, when people get a, a home loan, uh, yeah, obviously what I, would, what I would tell people and would suggest this, if someone said, got into hard financial times, you know, you, you got to make that mortgage payment. If you ever, you know, that's affects your, your, your credit the most next your car payments and then your credit card payments, you know, it go, there's hierarchy to the effect of it is. So, and then some people that uh, have never had a mortgage and are getting a house for the first time, they'll see a, a good jump in their credit after a year or maybe even a few months after they buy a house because that mortgage uh, history affects their credit better or the higher percentage. That's right. So the, the general kind of categories we have are revolving credit, which is your credit cards, installment loans. Installment which, loans. That's right. You're right. And, Sorry about and that. Then, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, so the, and there's these finance companies, you buy some furniture and, you know, the, these companies will finance that purchase. And then of course the big category is mortgage loans. Um, so those are kind of like big picture sort of categories of credit. And by the way, Tony, I've always heard that when you want to build your credit, especially if you have no credit, that the magic number is three trade lines. You, you, you need to have three types of credit, three credit cards or a credit card and a and a car loan and something else in order to really build your credit score. Is that what you've heard? Yes, exactly. And then also what I'm just hearing now too, I mean, I'm not to switch gears a little bit. Uh, are you going to get into the loan application process? Because I get some- I am going to talk about shopping go periods. So- sure, go um, ahead. Yeah, why don't we hit that and then and yeah. then I'm going to run through these lists of what reduces and what raises your credit scores. So we're running short on time here. I knew this was going to be tough to cover in 20 minutes. But one of the things that people ask, you know, as it pertains to uh, reducing your credit score, we know so we just said that too much new credit reduces your credit score. And that uh, is also includes a bunch of applications. So if you go, a, a lot of people are worried, hey, I'm shopping for a mortgage and I want to talk to three lenders, five lenders, whatever it is. And doesn't it hurt me to have each one of them pull my credit? That that's a I get this question all the time, Tony. So why don't you talk about that in general? And then I'll tell you what I found online as well. Uh, it does not. There's a shopping period, uh, and the credit bureaus know that you're, you're when someone pulls your credit, it's for a mortgage. You can't have two mortgages on the same property. They know that. So when you when they see mortgages like uh, this week from this bank, this mortgage company, this bank, it doesn't that pull is not like a a, a a hard pull that they'll refer to it is not the same type of pull for you're trying to get five different credit cards. So it doesn't negatively affect, but yeah, you hear that a lot. I've heard that a lot. I mean, definitely agents and loan officers hear this a lot. Uh, people are trying to, you know, chop lenders without pulling their credit. And that's what I tell you. You can't, if they don't pull a hard pull on your credit, then they're just giving you an estimate. They don't know a hundred percent if they're right. approved or what rate you're going to get. So make sure you do that. Yep. 
So the shopping period, Tony, I had always heard it was like 30 to 45 days, but I did a little bit of research online before today's class. And I've learned that it's actually, it can vary lender to lender. So you want to ask your lender, the the lenders, if you're shopping, what their shopping period is, like like uh, how often they do rescores. And, and so it, it can vary. I've seen everything as, as high as 45 days for a shopping period down to 14 days. So I guess best advice that we can give you today is if you are shopping for a loan, try to have all of your credit pulled from the various lenders you want to talk to within two weeks just to be safe. Right. And also, I, I suggest this is uh, some people when they're buying a house just want it's like I compared to like the, the people that want to drive 20 miles to find the two cents cheaper for gas. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so yeah. you, you want to find a good mark, a good uh, loan officer and shop two or three, but don't, you don't have to tell your clients, you don't have to beat yourself in the head over just, I got to call 20. I got to look in the paper. I got to look online uh, because also the, the rates change. So loan officers, we're hearing more from our agents that they, they got, people got pre-approved a couple, like two, two months ago and then now they found a house and now they're not approved because yeah. it's changed or the programs changed things like that so you got to change that I, and then one other one yeah. other thing that i'm hearing too is that and is that there's a way and i'm going to try to find out there's a way to lock your credit so your information isn't sold a lot of people don't realize there's those three credit bureaus are for profit they're not bureaus like they are owned by the government these are for profit companies that keep keep they sell your information so what's been happening out there in the mortgage industry i'm hearing for several loan officers is um is that because of the industry has gone down for the mortgages so much because they basically half of all the mortgages a year or two ago were refinances and they just shut off so all of a sudden they're an industry of went down significantly less, like 50% of their market just left. So now they're struggling for business, a lot of companies. So they're buying information. So what's happening is loan officers are, are pre-approving people. They're getting pulling their credit and now they're selling it, that information that not the loan officer, not the mortgage company to the, the trade companies the, are sending it uh, and then they're getting 300 phone calls and then the uh, clients are calling their lender or their lo uh, realtor backing. You're, you gave me this one guy, they sold my information. I'm getting 20 calls a day for the loan. So they we're looking into finding out from different lenders how people can lock their credit or call so they, they're not sold. Yeah. So when they're looking for a mortgage, that doesn't happen. So I don't gotcha. know if you've had that experience, but I've had several calls over the last few months from agents, you know, from different you know clients being upset because they suggested a different loan company and then they thought they sold their information. Mm. No, I haven't personally, but that's a good, great tip. So we're a little over time here. Let me real quick rattle off the list that we had, uh, general items that reduce your credit scores. And then you can comment real quick, Tony, and then I'll talk about what improves your credit score. Uh, opening new accounts. These things are bad. These things can re can reduce your credit score. Opening new accounts, especially too many. Closing old accounts too soon. Applying for several different types of loans. Too many retail credit accounts. Even if your credit balances are low, if it's uh, too much as far as a ratio. So if you only have $800 in credit balance, but your available credit's $1,000, that's 80% of your credit being used. That's a bad thing. Several open lines of credit, 
late payments and collections. Those are bad. All right. Uh, the exact opposite's all good. <laughs> right. Pretty much. Uh, improving your credit. Like Tony said, making at least minimum payments. So use your credit cards and, and pay them off. You know, uh, even if you pay them off over a month or two, it's not a bad thing to have these things and, and make the payments on them. Definitely avoid the collections, limit your open lines of credit, keep your credit balance low as a ratio, keep your longstanding accounts open and don't close accounts until they're paid off. Though That was our list of good things to do. So any final thoughts, Tony? Just when you're prospecting as agents and telling people when you're buying or thinking about buying or selling a house, they should talk to a loan officer well before they, they want to start looking, especially with anybody. If you if you ask a, a potential client, somebody, so, oh, you're thinking about buying a few years? Yeah, well, how's your credit? And then if they give you that look like, ooh, you know, you're like, okay, let's talk to a loan officer now. Let's look at your credit and see if what you'd be approved for like a year or two before you even thinking. So that gives them time because I know agents lose people because they they get pre-approved. They're not pre-approved now. And then they just lose the they lose the client because they don't want to fix their credit or their credit got too bad over the last year. So it's never too early to get people pre-approved just to at least take a, a hard pull at their credit and see what's there. And work on it. And if the lender can't help, we also have a great uh, credit repair company that we've known for years. Uh, owner of the company is a good friend of mine that I've known literally since high school. And I'll do a quick plug for them, Tony, and then we'll wrap up. But Credit Repair Resources is a great local company, uh, CRR, Credit Re Repair Resources. If you need any info on that or want to talk credit, you can hit me up, Mike at 21mike.com. And Tony's always available by cell phone. Text him first, 216-374-1269, 23 and a half hours a day. That's right. Oh, and that credit report, uh, the, the credit repair was at CRR. 760.com was it you remember 776 760 something like that something like that 760.com so uh, but yeah hit us up but yeah it's a great place if you have anybody that has any dings in their credit they they'll definitely help them out yeah well awesome topic today tony thanks for spending the time uh, everybody have a great rest of your week and see you next week oh special guest next week speaking of lenders and that kind of stuff we've got kellyanne worthington from uh liberty mortgage is going to join us and give us some more pointers on how to manage this high rising rate environment so please join us next week all right thanks everybody see you next right. week bye-bye take care bye we hope you enjoyed free beer and real estate from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. Please subscribe to our podcast and find us on YouTube by searching for Mike Ferrante, Cleveland Realtor. You will find videos, training, and even recipes from 21 Mike's Vegan Kitchen.